head over on YouTube and search your brother Mike and uh, hit, hit that subscribe button. I'm going to be doing a lot on YouTube this year, uh, just trying to figure out how to do it. So, But I need 100 subscribers before I can uh, start it over. That's great. I need 100 subscribers before I can uh, use my official Your Brother Mike handle. So I need to get to 100. I'm at like 67-something. Go ahead and subscribe and then comment on one of my videos. Let me know that you subscribed. Thank you. All right, bye. Adios. All right, we're going to start the episode now. A podcast about life. Life. He wants the best for you. He'll challenge you, annoy you, and make you think. Welcome to the Your Brother Mike podcast, where you become your own hero. Let's see. Okay. How are we going to do this? All right. Tell everybody where they can find you and what you do. Okay. How about that? Why not? So, what do I do? So, I help people with actually letting go of toxic behavioral thought patterns um, and behaviors so that they can really step into the, their highest self and their best, most accomplished self. And I, I like to think of it as a limitless self, you know. Mm. So my brand is called Limitless uh, Her. Okay. And you can, you can find me on Instagram. It's limitless.her. Um, and on there, you know, I post the content about what I do. I love sharing ideas about how you can overcome your negative thought patterns just with uh, that piece of information and content and really help inspire people to just really step out of their their old selves that they feel held back by um, and just lead, lead a life of peace and passion and love. Mm. So explain your old self to me. My old self was really, yeah, I mean, I'd say my old self was really in a, in a, I felt stuck in my old self. That is, that is the best way I can explain it. I felt really trapped. I felt really stuck. Um, and I felt like the, my, that everything around me was working against me. You know, I felt like my relationship wasn't right. My, you know, my job wasn't what I wanted it to be. Um, I wasn't following my passion and, and then I kind of started to even forget what that passion even was after time, after a period of time. Um, um, and really just neglecting myself, neglecting my health, neglecting my physical health, neglecting my mental health, becoming lazy and exhausted all the time. Um, it, was a, it wasn't a, you know, I really, that was a really, um, it was a state that I was in and I was just holding myself back and I wasn't thriving. And, and there was always this, I remember it so clearly. There's always this niggling voice in the back of my head, which was just like, this isn't, this is, this it? Like, this can't be everything. Cause you are, you, you, you're capable way more than this. Like, you know, there was this little voice in the back of my head just saying, you know, come on, like, this isn't you, like you need, you know, and, um, mm -hmm. So that was really, you know, I described myself, my old self as that type of person, as in mm. that, in that state, um, you know, and it took a lot. It's taken a lot to kind of actually get out of, um, not even get out of it, but just evolve and grow from 
and uh, really kind of change my mindset and and outwardly change how I lead and live my life. Mm -hmm. So you said your old self felt like you were stuck, felt like your relationship wasn't fulfilling, felt like, you know, a shell of yourself, kind of. Yeah, um, definitely. But I feel like those feelings were correct. Yeah, they definitely were because... <laughs> Yeah, you're right. They definitely were, and and it, what's what's what and you know what's even funny about it in in a way is that you know it was my own mind that was keeping me there. You know, it, I wasn't I wasn't being held ransom. I wasn't being told what to do. I wasn't. You know, it really was my own mind keeping me there, and the decisions that I made at that time that kept me in that place of being stuck. But I obviously soon came aware that subconsciously. You know, these decisions that um, these, some of these decisions that are made, if you're not if you're not um, consciously making decisions in your life, you know, your subconscious mind takes over and that has its own uh, way of keeping you as safe and and as, as happy as possible, believe it or not, even if that means you sacrificing um, your health, even if that means you sacrificing your well-being or your happiness just to feel for example in my in my case a sense of security and and safety and protective and having someone there who could protect me and and lead the way when i just felt too exhausted to do that and obviously there were so much so many more layers in that but for me the the biggest thing is is that unveiling of how much of your your life lessons and your life experiences actually impact that unconscious thought process that is keeping you in this negative or in its in its own mind it's keeping you in the right place but for you at that moment in time it's, it doesn't feel like a good place to be and it's something that you want to change but and then it comes this like push and pull you know this push mm -hmm. and pull the, so like okay, well, so like you're nervous like subconsciously you're getting little nudges saying this isn't right yeah, exactly. It's, it's not right. But consciously you talk yourself out of it, but like, well, what else would I do? Like exactly. I'm kind of I'm at this point, I don't have enough courage to be independent. So I'm codependent on this maybe not the perfect fit for a partner's protection and stability. Um, mm -hmm. even though it might be toxic in some ways, mm -hmm. uh, your nervous system and subconscious doesn't care. It just knows that you're alive. So it's going exactly. it, to try to repeat what has kept you alive so far. Right, exactly. And even if, that, even if that, that way of keeping you alive isn't the way to keep you alive and living your life right. like right now in this present moment, <laughs> right. right? It's like these old, you know, because here's the reality. Reality is always changing, right? So we have to, we change and we need to, and we evolve with it either way we're changing whether we like it or not things are changing so it's it's really like why why is it then useful to hold on to old thoughts old ideas old responses and reactions that kept you that served you once before to now which is completely different and ever changing it's a completely different reality and world till then that you know mm -hmm. it's New time, so what, new rules. Yeah. So what clicked for you where you're like, all right, 
Or was it an accident? Was it someone else that intervened to be like, listen up, Tiff, Tiffany. <laughs> it's time to get your shit together. Like, I know you're not happy. It was, I don't think it was a particular person, but it was more of a buildup. I, I was very, I was really, I started to feel very depressed and very mm. anxious. And, you know, I used to cry myself to sleep at night. And, you know, that was enough for me to really know that something, I, that something really needed to change. And I kind of kept myself in that place for a little while and then they came actually they came opportunity okay so it wasn't people oh here we go and it was it was to do with it was a moment where we had to have we had to arrange other living arrangements because um, he was going to go to a different part of the country and I had my job in in the London and then he had another he had something else in another part of the country um and it was a case of deciding to keep the flat which we were staying in in which it would be costly or he moves to uh he moves somewhere and i move somewhere this wasn't a this wasn't actually the 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 thing that changed really this isn't the biggest change but this was the start of the change 100 it, it gave it a little momentum in space space in between Yes, right. So what ended up happening, even with a little bit of resistance, there's a bit of dispute, but I, I knew in my heart and mind that I needed to move back home. Like I just had this this burning desire in me was saying to me, Tiffany, you need to move back home. Make sure it happens no matter what. So I literally made sure it happened. I moved back home. And that is when just things just started to shift because, yeah, the distance was there and also... I felt like I felt like I could do what I there felt like there was things I could do which I didn't feel like I could do before, you know. And for Green whatever down. reason, you know, not to interrupt you, but okay, no, like things like I, this might sound really crazy, but and I, but things like painting my nails, mm. you know, in that relationship. Now I'm not I'm not. This is the situation when someone makes a comment who you really want who you want to please and, and someone who you really love makes a comment about not having like they're not liking nail varnish obviously for me at that time it, my instant response was to not wear nail varnish to help keep that person happy and that was kind of the place of thinking that I was at the time so but I love painting my nails and for some reason mm. I gave that up just for so, to so have the kind of love. like um a little bit of a submissiveness yeah so yeah. and like fall in line kind of, yeah definitely mm. and i think that i'm in in those in that situation i made a decision to make changes to myself and you know and in, to keep that other person happy you know mm -hmm. um and i started to do those little things again that made me that gave me personal joy you know like painting my nails and i started kind of maybe wearing certain clothes that I like to wear like colored pants and you know what you know just the ways of expressing myself I spent more time with my friends and I spent more time with my family and reconnected with the people that you know I that who I love absolutely and they've been there yeah. all, all these years and you know and it was and then I started to kind of remind myself of the things that 
I found joy in life, being creative and art and, you know, and it was, it was that, it was that, doing that, which made me realise that I had to let go of this relationship that I was holding on to for so long because I wasn't myself in that relationship. I wasn't being me. And so not only was I doing myself an injustice, not only was I holding myself back, but I was allowing this person to be in love with a version of me that wasn't actually me, mm. you know? And I, I remember thinking, oh, I could just be that person around this person. But, and, and there's probably some truth in that at that time. Maybe I could have chosen to be just the person that I wanted to be and things unfold as they unfold. But as I've kind of grown, I've come to realize more about energy alignment and values and so much, there's so much more to, a relationship than just there's so much more to a relationship I think so it was like sorry let me ask you a question I like to screw up your flow state go for it you get in this rhythm and I'm just gonna my curiosity my curiosity is burning (laughs) so where did you learn to be um submissive and fall in line that's what I want to know. Oh, that's it, it, it didn't just start in that relationship. No, no, it didn't. And it's interesting because I have a I have a mixed heritage background. So my dad is Indian descent and my mom's an English descent. And I think that's you quite know, the dynamic. Right? It's completely, completely two different cultures. It completely. And <laughs> Completely. And the thing is, my and, and I believe I absolutely love Indian culture. It is the most beautiful thing. I love India. I love everything about my, you know, um, I love everything about my cultural identity. Some chicken um, masala? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> chicken masala. Uh, yeah. And gobi and sag, we call yeah. it. And we yeah. have all these lovely, amazing dishes. Mm. Um but it's interesting because I, I see myself similar to a lot of people, a lot of Indian girls as well who have that similar cultural background because when I was brought up, I think my dad really wanted me to, you know, be be a part of his culture and be, well, our culture, be a part of the Indian culture and, mm-hmm. you know, make and experience it because maybe through, maybe through kind of marrying a white woman or uh, having that element in it. And from a really traditional household, I think it was quite it was quite important for him to uphold a certain upbringing. Um, And I think that meant also, you know, education was really important, you know, making sure I was home at a certain time, making sure I was uh, doing my homework. And, you know, these are great things, but at the same time, I think. Because you need to be kind of. Because you need to be a doctor engineer. And yeah, like something great. (laughs) You have to do something great. Yeah. Um, But also at the same time, I think that as I was growing up, you know, I'm a dad, I, you know, me and my dad have a solid relationship and, you know, I really wanted to please my dad. I really wanted to keep him happy by, Mm -hmm. you know, delivering Mm -hmm. on the good grades. And, you know, I used to be very, I used to go into competitions because, and I used to win these competitions and feel great. And I used to, and it used to make me feel even better knowing that my dad was proud of me and was sharing and my mum as well. My family was sharing that with me. Um, but I think 
I think that's where I think, you know, that's really what I became aware of, that it was this element of keeping keeping this keeping my dad happy keeping other people happy even if that meant me missing out on things that I wanted to do such as going out with friends or you know um socializing really or kind of connecting with people and and learning how to maybe develop healthy relationships with the opposite sex as well and you know it's really fascinating because you know you 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 find out about women who have a similar upbringing as well. And, you know, they have similar, similar behaviors that happen as a result, you know, they go into, in, they go into these unstable relationships because, you know, they, they've never had that conversation with their parents about relationships or what that looks like or how to go about it. And, you know, there's some people who figure it out on their own and get it straight away. And there's other people have, who go through the experience of having an unstable relationship in order to, to learn that lesson of what it, what it takes to be in a stable relationship. So I, you know, I believe that is a, that is a stem of, why you know that behavior occurred again in in mm. the new relationship yeah so you learned it as a child basically definitely like, like we all do right aren't we just all grown-up babies <laughs> just like with the same <laughs> patterns habits right we should just all be like sucking on a a pacifier and wearing diapers yeah we should be and just waddling yeah. around <laughs> Do you know, do you know what's really interesting? And this is something I learned when I was learning neurolinguistic programming, right? Um, and in neurolinguistic programming, it really it, there's a focus on how your thoughts create your feelings. Um, and then the feelings turn into then your actions, right? Because we act usually on how we feel. If we feel a craving for something, we usually act and we until that craving goes away so um for me it was you know i know i lost my trail of thought here <laughs> where are we going <laughs> Literally, it was there and then it just kind of went and then for a second i thought hey but do you see what i mean like this is our, our, our thoughts can have so much control over what we do so yeah you know so it's really for me it's really important when I learned NLP I learned that actually it's the thoughts are what we are is is the conditioning which we are which we which we have right when we're born we're not born with thoughts we're not born with thoughts we're just we're just we're just an exist we just exist right people just fill us up with the shit that they want us to think exactly so then we 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 have these experiences that then create the thoughts but then in nlp what i learned is that those thoughts are just thoughts right those thoughts are just the thoughts that create feelings and actually you know we can take those we can take those childlike states you know of, of fun and we can learn from we can learn from from children and how they live their lives and and how they freely live and we can apply that to our adult life and we don't have to be like un, we don't and we can we don't have to be like children as in not knowing what we're we're doing and just pure instinct babies children acting like that <laughs> but it's like it, but it's like taking that essence of what we started off with mm-hmm. and like and actually applying that to like 
our grown adult life. And, you know, and I feel like when I learned NLP, it's it really helped me then differentiate between my thoughts, my feelings, my actions and mm-hmm. and and how I present that in in adult life. So, you know, and one thing, one thing that um one of my teacher programmed he, he like programmed it to me was the element of having fun and life being a playground in a circus mm. and like and imagine if you lead life that way it just becomes a whole whole world of a whole other reality you know yeah so explain what neural or nlp is neural ling- linguistic programming but a lot of people probably don't know what that means so hit yeah, them with, I, hit them with some knowledge Oh, let's hit. I mean, I would do. I I do my best at explaining it. Um, but neuro linguistic programming obviously stands for. So we'll start off with neuro. The easiest way to break it down is through neuro. So neuro actually is um, is is uh, associated with the neurons to your brain. So when we are born, right, we 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 start learning. As soon as we're born, we start learning. We start learning how we start learning who are how to associate with our environment we learn who our who our mother is and we learn then we learn okay well when I feel like this that means I need food so we start we start learning and all those lessons actually create neuron connections in our brains they fire up and right aside I think we're normally taught this like in school I think right mm-hmm. how your brains I don't know do they do they teach, I think this? so well yeah. now here in the in America they don't really teach us anything besides what to repeat Okay, <laughs> right. Oh my god! But you know these neurons—they connect. So now, when we repeat the action over and over, then obviously those neurons reinforce, and then they kind of become a little bit more automatic behavior. Um, I don't know if you've heard of um, Pavlov. Is it Pavlov's um, yeah, dog? Pavlov's theory, right? dog. Yeah, I'm yeah, conditioned. Exactly. Ring that bell. I'm ready to eat. Exactly. And then those, so when that dog learning to, learning to condition the bell to the food, those neuron pathways are, are connecting in that, in that dog's mind, right? So that sounds, that's a neuro part of the linguistic program. So linguistic stands for actually how we communicate then with ourselves and, and our world. So we all have an exp- our own experience of reality right and our, our experience of reality is what we see what we hear you know what we what we feel what we touch what we taste okay and that is that is our experience that we're limited to and actually through our experience we develop we develop our way of communicating uh with with the world right so and so we identify okay well and that with with our thoughts okay for our simple thing we through our thoughts we have thoughts that's part of our internal communication right and then if we believe for example we're not good at not good at um if we believe for example we're lazy then you know what the community outward communication is going to be a lazy form and a lazy state right we might we might have a different we we will have a different way of about us versus someone who has a, the idea okay well I'm not lazy they might you know they'll be a little bit more kind of maybe upbeat there will be there'll be a different way about them right so and then the programming part is is really what it's but I mean programming 
probably not the best word for it. I know uh, Tony Robbins likes to use the term conditioning. Actually, he uses the term neurolinguistic uh, conditioning. As, uh, it's one of his like one of his own organisations. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think because he 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 mentioned that you know programming sounds more like a computer. You know, like we're going to yeah. go in and. <laughs> But really, it is more about conditioning, right? Mm-hmm. And reconditioning you. your mind through the power of that language communication to actually change how your you know, change change your change the lesson that you took from it, right? Change mm-hmm. the way that you think about how your experience, or change the way you think about yourself or your your experience of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so how how do you use it? uh personally so i know so i'll tell you a little story that i so i stumbled across a tony robbins cd back in the day oh, hey. if you know what those are <laughs> and uh yeah. this guy's like whatever fires together wires together and then yeah. he's like and you can't be a coward you got to face all your trauma he's like so go back go back into the one of the worst moments of your life mm-hmm. And re-experience it, which everyone's afraid to do, mm-hmm. you know. So don't be a coward. Go save yourself. Go into that dark place and um, slay the dragon. And so you go to that different situation mm-hmm. and you go through the memory and the process and the feeling again. Mm-hmm. But then you just change the meaning by interrupting patterns, like making the, the burglar turn into Mickey Mouse like oh that's weird you know so you like you start to connect like something stupid to it so it kind of dulls the dulls the pain a little bit so you can give it a different Mm -hmm. meaning and then it just becomes an experience and then you're able to use that experience for something beneficial in your life exactly oh okay exactly and there's so many different methods to doing that as well right because (laughs) yeah that's it (laughs) And it's and it's really through that power of your imagination, mm. you know. Because Freud, basic uh, Freud, he 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 has a model of the the unconscious and conscious mind as a, a, a picture of an iceberg, right? And you've got the top of the iceberg is your is your conscious mind, and then you mm. have the level of the water, which is your imagination, and then you have the underneath of the water, right, which is an unconscious mind. Mm-hmm. And really what, what it is is that level of the water imagination is your route to communicating with your subconscious mind, right? Mm-hmm. So actually, and that's one thing that NLP does is it leverages you at the power of your imagination and, and takes you through certain process and it takes you through that process uh, to really change the change the state or change the change the meaning or change the feeling that you have uh, to an experience or a thought um to an experience and and it and it works and it changes it it changes how you feel and and actually with a bit more practice and reinforcement you can you know make it eventually disappear Mm -hmm. those feelings right and and like you said or you can apply it to something useful so you know if you're feeling if you're feeling um i can't give an example let's see if you're feeling um trying to think of a, a motivation 
right? Let's say you feel, let's say, or let's say you feel really hungry. Okay, this is a good one. Yeah, let's say you I feel like, really hungry, right? I'm always hungry. But, right? But, like, really, you know, you know that hunger when you you just that insatiable hunger like you see something in you're really hungry you open the fridge and then you're just like you could literally dive your head into the fridge kind of hunger right so i don't know where you're eating right exactly <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> I, I, you know i think it's i think it's, they put something in the food sometimes right All right exactly crack <laughs> But if you want to lose weight, that's not useful, right? Because you're gonna right. you're gonna eat yourself, and then you're gonna you're gonna put on weight, and it's not gonna work for you. But if you wanted to be that hungry for your goals, mm. you know, mm-hmm. maybe that that would be useful, right? So um, that's and and that's what we so that's what we do. You go use your imagination to explore what that experience is like for you in your mm-hmm. you know within your own within your reality. <laughs> And using that power of your imagination to just transform that into something that already exists in you, because you're already going to know what that insatiable hunger feels like if you've already experienced it. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. you're not even creating it. You're not even creating a new feeling. You right. just create an association. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the association, the links. So I think I've used that something similar to that to rewrite my whole narrative of myself you yeah know? like so i used to be like just a victim you know like oh you don't understand this is the reason i can't do this this is the reason i'm here this is the reason i i'm helpless you know but then at some point I started rewriting the story of like, no, the reason that I can succeed at something is because I went through this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like kind of reframing your entire narrative of yourself. And then you look, you look for ways to reinforce that, that thought process throughout your daily life or the opportunity mm-hmm. to like turn that scared little boy into someone that is going to face everything that's scary. Mm-hmm. So like throughout that process. And now I can't stand, man, it drives me crazy. Like the 23, 24 year old version of myself was such a pussy. He's just like, he just blamed everybody for everything. So sometimes I go a little crazy on people when I see that version of myself, like this yeah. kid that, that had a lot of potential. And mm-hmm. I hate that. I hate that version. That's like scared of, taking responsibility mm. for doing the work that it might take to become someone you can look in the mirror and actually respect. Like, mm. I don't like cowards and I don't like cowardice. I don't like running from confrontation. Mm-hmm. You know? I like having awkward conversations if it's going to make things better. You mm. know, I like negotiating for a raise because I feel like <laughs> assertive assertiveness is something that I really lacked, you know? Yeah. So even if they're like, I'm going to pay you this much, and it's like more than I need or expected. I'm still going to negotiate because, you know, it's like just being assertive helps you reinforce that relationship you have with yourself. Yeah. And you're, you're very, and it's so great that you've 
been able to recognize what you want to change what it is you want and how to go about it and you've seen those opportunities within yourself to go and find those uh, to go and find those states which you want to experience you know I want to be more assertive so you went and did things so you could so you could go and feel assertive so you know ah now I know what it feels like to feel assertive so I'm going to do that again I'm going to do it again and I'm going to reinforce it again and again right um but you know I do think it's really important though to acknowledge that you know we you we go through things we have life life happens life we have life experiences you know and these things do not always work in our favor these we may not like the person that we was once before in the past you know but being that person person had a purpose being that person had a had a reason had a blessing had a gift within itself so i think to hate the gift is almost to hate yourself, mm. you know? And I think that it's important to, and this was a tricky thing. And even now, you know, I have to remind myself, I, and, and I meditate on it because I know it's so important to love, no matter, and to, to love any, to love even that part of yourself that you did not like, that you did not want, that wasn't you. Because, you know, I would, you know, I, I would not describe myself now as a person that would just bend over backwards just to say, just to please people and just make them happy. You know, whereas I would have said that I was that person before. And I, I definitely, yeah. So I definitely believe that it's really, and I think this is as well, another part is just actually embracing the, the part, embracing everything about yourself, the good, the bad, the ugly you know the yeah. amazing you know because mm -hmm. and and actually acknowledging that it's all amazing because without you having that one experience and without me having that uh, that experience you you we may not have known any different and we may not have known what we actually wanted to be at this point where we are today and um, I know you know and I feel like where we are today is such a blessing so it's such an amazing place to be the fact that we're here right now just even recording a podcast and expressing ourselves and our ideas and we've connected from different parts of the world like to me that is that's it's, it's, it's incredible yeah. and I might not have been here if I hadn't have gone through that pain if I hadn't gone through that uh that part of myself which you know I'm mm -hmm. at the time I, I, I wasn't proud of you know, right. So, so I have a couple layers to that. So you were saying that that version had a purpose. Mm -hmm. So is it, it had a purpose or we gave it a purpose because at that point it was just my default setting, right? Just like the people that we are right now, even though we're using like some of our bad experiences for, the empowerment or the, like good mm -hmm. maybe the people that we are now or the characteristics that we embrace that mm -hmm. is someone else's default system that they're programmed to you know like some people are like just automatically successful and they've never struggled with it not never but like mm -hmm. it's just like who they have always been because they've been shaped into this person 
and they've mm-hmm. never really reflected on their behavior. They're just like, yeah, it's just how it is. Like, I just, I just make deals and I, everywhere I go, I make improvement and I'm assertive and cause they've learned that stuff as a default setting mm-hmm. and that, that version that I don't like in myself, I learned that by the default. So maybe it didn't have a purpose then because it was just put into my brain, nervous system, yada, yada, yada. But at some point I woke up and like, Ooh, I can change this. Let me. And since I don't like that version or the results that version gave me, let me embrace something different. What do you think? Am okay, I on so, something or I'm just talking shit? No, no. So I, I think so. What if I'm trying? I'm, I was trying to kind of understand what you were saying. So mm. was you? So you were saying that you know actually you first said is your past is your past self? Does it? Did it have the purpose initially, or did it? Did we put give the purpose to it once we afterwards? Right. Mm-hmm. That's what you said, and yeah. so. And is if the purpose was the, if the purpose was the purpose would have already existed, you know, if the purpose was there to find that purpose mm-hmm. would already existed to to be there to be found. Mm-hmm. So, you're looking at like it as a super whole of like a piece of the universe's plan, kind of thing. I don't even think it's I don't even think it's the universe's plan. I think it's the fact that we have we we make we we when we're brought up into this society, this society is built for us to be a certain way, and that is to actually allow the environment to take us over. You know, we we're we're basically born into society and we're like, here we go. Here's everything you need, yeah, and here's here's your here's your food, here's your thing, this is what we're going to do. And we go into a society which has rules and regulations and then we were told we need to follow those rules and those regulations um, when actually there's some, you know, there's there's so much more to life and there's so much more to our existence than just this day-to-day life of rules and regulations, mm-hmm. right? But we're told to, we're told to conform to that. So, I yeah, I guess I am talking, I am talking about something bigger in the sense that I believe that we, I, you know, we, we exist in this world to live a great life, an impactful life that it fulfills us and makes us happy. But most of us are fooled into following in a system that makes us believe that we're fulfilled and happy. Um, and it's, and I think it's difficult to look beyond that unless you choose to unless you choose to go and look beyond that but mm-hmm. we choose to stay but most of us choose to stay in that system if we're system especially if we're, or maybe we don't choose because we're unaware you're maybe you're un, look you maybe you're unaware as to what what decision you're you're basing your decision you're still making a choice but you're just basing your decision on on your on your past experience you know, you're basing your decision based on either what you're, what you're, you're either basing your decision on either gaining pleasure or pain. That's the fundamental, you know, as I think Tony Robbins talks about as well, right? That's how, that's how, that's how like human, that's how human mechanism is that, you know, we avoid pain or we go and seek pleasure. Mm. So I, think, I, so, I have a question. I have a question. Mm-hmm. I would say that depends. Okay. <clears throat> because... It's contextual, right? Mm-hmm. So 
on a base level, we have go to pleasure, avoid pain. Mm-hmm. And are you familiar with Jordan Peterson by chance? Yeah. A little bit. I have. The yeah, yeah. patriarch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, uh, so I'll give you an example. Pleasure mm-hmm. and pain, right? Kind of yeah. bad, good. Similarly, mm-hmm. people think of it like that. All right. Mm-hmm. So you put your hand on a stove and you take it away right away because you're trying to avoid pain. Mm-hmm. Unless by putting your hand on that stove, you can save your baby. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going because towards I'm going towards pain for something more meaningful or higher up on my value hierarchy. Yeah, and and in that sense as well, the pain of losing the child would outweigh the physical pain of 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 the flame. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, but you might get pleasure out of being a hero. So I guess. But then that person's got to outweigh if that pleasure outweighs the pain of them losing their child. Yeah. Hmm. I like it. Isn't that weird? That's like four layers deep right there. It really is. <laughs> it's like Inception. You ever seen that movie? Yeah, I have. I love it. It's great. I love movies like that. I feel like I'm like I love movies that make you think and catch you catch you out. Um, yeah. But you know, it's actually interesting you mentioned Jordan B. Peterson because. I think this really rolls onto that question we asked about uh, that kind of topic around purpose and maybe something bigger going on. And also when you mentioned around how there's people who are rich who kind of have have everything out for them and things like that. Or their behaviors are default that of a successful person. Yeah. Like they're very conscientious. They're industrious. They, uh, they work hard. They, you know, just autopilot yeah a success autopilot you know they don't even know why they're like this is just the way it is yeah, and then literally. like when you're growing up poor and like in the crazy environment you're like how's that so easy for them yeah you know and i'm like i can't even look someone in the eye <laughs> and they're like charismatic like closing big business deals and like telling people exactly what they feel and like mm-hmm. just like default they're set up for success right off the bat <laughs> yeah but you know either way that person they get you know they get look you could give you could give someone who's had no money right and you could give them loads and loads of money and if they you know if they behave a certain way they can lose all that money because maybe they don't know how to know how, how to handle it you know you and even someone who comes from a privileged background there is that risk as well that they might not know how to handle certain aspects of of that lifestyle that they've been given right and they can still end up in those patterns of destruct uh, patterns of negative behavior that we we all fall victim to as, as we like to say mm-hmm. right not me i've never <laughs> i've never <laughs> but what um jordan b peterson really it you know i knew i didn't watch the whole thing but there was a, a he basically was like you know we're all born with a certain amount of privilege right we're all born in different in different privileges some you know and but he goes actually all that means is we're having to uh do do more different do more good deeds and do do more things in order to actually achieve that sense of peace and happiness fulfillment if that makes sense Hmm. so you know even though someone someone may come from a privileged background and they may have all of these 
uh, all these opportunities handed to them. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be happy, fulfilled and and content with their lives and feel that sense of meaning. You know, I met someone literally only the other day who spoke about all of the amazing watches and luxury cars and big mansion and and all this money, money, money. And it, you know, we're not we're not complaining about money here. Okay. Let's just get that clear. Right. No, let's have a good connection with money. But this guy sounds like a wanker. Is right? that what they say over there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know what, do you know what, do you know what kind of alarmed me more in my mind? I was thinking, you know, it was, but what what else? You know, what else? Because this person seemed really seemed unhappy and they but obviously they were happy with all this stuff but you know they, they had issues with their family and it's like it and it was it that was, it was like their life like meaning and that person wasn't happy they had all of this amazing stuff but they wasn't happy so for me it's like now that person still has to um learn how to be learn how to learn how to become aware of themselves learn how to manage their thoughts learn how to you know break step out of these conditions and programmings just as much as anybody else does it's just they just stop they just they just have to go about it differently but it doesn't earn them their that place right <clears throat> do you think happiness is overrated 100 percent. i think it's overmarketed. i mean i think i think okay good we're on the same page because i'm yeah, like right? i'm thinking like the biggest archetypical figures in history they weren't happy, but they're going after um, something very meaningful them, to them. Like Christ, he wasn't always happy. He was mostly frustrated and pissed. People weren't listening. And then he's carrying his cross. He's like, all right, here it is. Let's go. <laughs> but he voluntarily confronted it. Yeah. Because it, he was going towards his truth. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, I think, guess that's what we have to do, right? We have to voluntarily, yeah. we have to voluntarily put ourselves in that in that situation to go in and dig that, dig deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, confront the world, right? Not avoid it. And it's funny oh. because your nervous system is completely different if you're confronting something versus hiding from it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's a study about two rats. They made him run on a wheel. One, they let him run on the wheel. And then they took another one and they made him run on the wheel. Same time, same speed. Should be same results. But one did it voluntarily. And his, that rat's cortisol went down. You know, all the good hormones came to light and over here this rat was really stressed out because it was being forced to exercise Mm -hmm. so like if there's a your nervous system from what i understand it can you can either act like a little prey animal like a scared rabbit everywhere you go Mm -hmm. or you can act like an like a, a animal that's ready to defend itself you know so like it's not always the smartest thing, but sometimes like a wolf mm-hmm. will run from a grizzly bear. Mm-hmm. But then at some point that wolf's like, all right, fuck it. We're going to fight. <laughs> it's probably not going to end well. 
you know, but that wolf probably feels different. Like it's like, all right, here comes a challenge and I'm taking it on no matter what. Yeah. And the bear's thinking, man, this wolf's pretty stupid. I'm about to kill this. Thing. <laughs> you know, like, and humans, we have a, a tendency to do that too. Like if we're mm-hmm. about to public speak and there's like 30 people just staring at you, it's like, holy shit. You know, like, like when you're on your live, great example. You're like, oh shit. All right, here we go. And then you, and then you, and then you stepped into it, even though you're like, wow, I should bail out of here. Like, <laughs> like the instincts, like, whoo, all right, this is, this is different. Let me turn this thing off. No, let's just stay here. We're going to go. You yeah. Know? Talk to me about that. So, yeah, that's really, you know, it really sounds like that you're talking about fight, fight and flight response, right? And, and really, I like that's, the fight. Fight, yeah, fight yeah, and let's flight. Go. Yeah. And it's, it's really, it's really that is recognizing um, that that part of us, which is our human instinct, right? Which is our, what is our innate human ways of doing things, including, you know, at t- including limit, limiting our thoughts as well, saying, okay, well, this is my, I am, I am addicted, but my environment is dictate, dictates who I am or dictates me or dictates what I do. You know, mm-hmm. that's a part of our instinct because we learned that when we were, we were a baby, right? We learn, okay, actually, this environment is going to feed me. This environment is going to love me and keep, keep me safe. And this is my mother. So we create that environment association. And that really, you know, that kind of just uh, losing trail of thought here. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I can see it in your eyes. It's okay. I was like, oh, oh, oh. I don't know why that happens, but yeah. It's probably because, um, look at this. I mean, freak. this is dis- this really- is distracting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm sure you just went like that a minute ago. No, I'm joking. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but, um, sorry, just remind me really quickly. So, so yeah. I don't know that, I knew I had a really good point. You did? I did, yeah. Oh, I forgot what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you were talking about the bear and you said... Oh, right. Bears. Okay, yes. So you were saying, <clears throat> and you were saying, how do I... And then you spoke about my, like, my little water and how do I kind of get out of that, right? So then I said, right. okay, so it's basically recognizing that actually what part, what part is playing the instinct and what part is actually you know what part is actually just a matter of me making a decision right now or me learning something right now or me doing something right now so for me it's like when I when I have a moment where I feel like okay am I gonna run or am I gonna like right if I feel that kind of push and pull that kind of thing happen I remind myself where I am what I'm doing what I'm doing it for and what I'm about to do and I recognize that I'm not in a uh, in a fight or flight fight fight or flight situation I'm actually in a situation where I'm making my dreams happen and that is something that then makes that little moment of that emotion that feeling because look this too shall pass right famous famous we we all know it we all know it. This too shall pass. That is exactly it. Even that fight or flight, that feeling of um, oh shit, it will it passes, it goes, and then next minute you're living your dream. 
because you're you're doing the thing that you set out to do and it's like all you had to do was just let that feeling pass and most people they don't let that feeling pass they just react and they'll quit or they'll just react and they freeze or they just react in in this in a way that just does not allow them to be this person be the person that they want to be they allow that thing to just run them and it's like it's just a feeling let it pass Mm -hmm. so what's it take to get past that if you had to sum it up in one word (laughs) that's the tricky part one one word yeah breathe breathe okay breathe i was thinking courage courage oh <laughs> you know that did actually come into my head <laughs> the first but one the but then I thought, take but a then breath I thought, and then proceed practical. yeah I said, let me give something practical because sometimes <laughs> sometimes it's that it's that giving yourself that moment to just let it pass right yeah in between the <laughs> stimulus and the reaction just that yeah. little buffer that buffer space might be a breath exactly and there is one more thing i do <clears throat> as well which i think is really worth sharing um is I, and I do do this if that doesn't work. <laughs> I will close my eyes, right? And I'll remind myself of the state that I want to be in. So if I want to be, if I want to be calm, for example, if I want to be focused, if I want to be hyped up, let's say, for example, you know, I'm about to go and do a workout. You know, mm. being being in a like you know sleepy state is not going to help me out. I need to get high. You know, I want to be like yeah. You know, I want to you know feel the pump. <laughs> so yeah. you know, I will close my eyes and I will think of a time where I last felt that felt that state. So I'll think of a time when did I last feel pumped? Okay, it was that workout. Yeah, that workout was a serious workout. Or, oh, you know, when's the last time I was relaxed? Okay, yeah, now I want to be relaxed. And I'll just allow myself to sit in that feeling. And and then I'll make a decision as to what I'm going to do next. Mm. And that usually helps a lot, especially when I'm in the gym as well and I feel like giving up or I feel like not going or, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just we wait to feel motivated, but we wait to instinctually feel motivated when really you could just kind of close your eyes and remind yourself what motivation feels like. And if you really kind of sit in it, when you open your eyes, it's like you can take that feeling of motivation and you can be like, right, I'm going to use this really quickly. I'm going to decide to go to the gym right now. Okay, let's go. Yeah, before it. before it, Right, before you grab else. the bowl yeah. of Cheetos. Yeah, exactly. You guys have Cheetos over there? We do. They, 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 we, they sell them in the local corner shop now. <laughs> the, the hot twisty one. Yeah. Hey, I let me show you. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. I'm gonna show you a little something that I picked up. Oh, oh what an incredible true story of one man's rise from janitor to top executive. Wow. Richard P. Daniels, flaming hot, amazing. He invented the flaming hot Cheetos. Have you have you read it yet? Or is it is it No, is it I pen- just picked it up. It's brand new. Oh, nice! Oh, yeah. I bet it's got that. I bet it's got that good book smell. That yes, book it does. Smell. Yeah, yeah people look. People think that's weird, but I love the smell of books, especially like older ones. 
Oh yeah. I, wish I, had, I can make a cologne out of it. I'm just be like, damn, oh. you smell like old books. Like I wonder if you could do that though. That might be a thing. Yeah. You might start, sudden, yeah. I'm just walking around smelling like an old dusty library. I mean <laughs> and then all the all the, all the with a bit of vanilla. Yeah. All the book lovers are like Oh wow, you smell like chapter six. <laughs> I mean it works. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> you'll get some weird people doing some weird things with it I think that already happens so <clears throat> it is what it is so tell me about some of your goals my goals okay yeah. well this is about you, Thank you. people don't um, want to hear me rattle my lips about myself I do that all the time <laughs> so my goals is really to I'm on a mission to really help women kind of come out of that place of feeling, uh, feeling how I was like feeling stuck and feeling held back and not feeling control of their life to Mm -hmm. feeling, you know, empowered to go and really make decisions to be themselves and go and express themselves and make impactful decisions and, um, you know, really find peace with their past and just, you know, I really believe that everyone has this light within them. And I really, and I, and it's one of the reasons why I became a coach as well was because I'd always see potential in people and I'd feel so much joy from knowing that, from helping someone fulfill their potential and what they believe that they are really capable of. So I want that to, I want to spread that with I want to spread that to as many people as possible um, through courses um, and through courses and through a platform. I'm going to be launching a Facebook Facebook group soon because I thought it would be really great to have a place where, you know, people who are really interested in and really kind of wanting to break free from themselves and kind of step into this place can, it'll be more of a, a intimate setting with and with with even more and i can add more specific and even more value to that group so mm-hmm. i'm really, really and then they can help each other too right exactly your little tribe can help each other oh this worked for me or this worked for me or you know like a combining some of the techniques that you share with them but they put their own twist on it, and then they start all helping each other and it's just a big love fest exactly that's exactly it you know and the thing is i was thinking about the other day you know i never when i was in school i never really i kind of um I didn't have a big group of friends or anything I was very much with individual people and I always used to fantasize about having like this big group of girlfriends that I'd just go out with and or we'll just be like talking you know talking ideas and just lifting each other up and and it just occurred to me like hell you know I'm like you know let me make my own group like why am I waiting for why am I waiting for my own female group to turn up for me you know let me create a group create a space where you know we're all like-minded women and you know and like you said share the love feel the love lift each other up and just kind of go on this journey together like mm-hmm. um and like and I yeah that to me is like that is my that is my goal you know to really yeah. set this and you know even within myself I've got goals for my for my own personal development for my own you know for my own study and let me hear uh, it 
I want, yeah, definitely. So I'm actually at the moment learning uh, different therapy, like gestalt therapy. Um, I'm looking to go into my master practitioner training as well. Um, I'm reading books now around, you know, different business strategies and learning how to really become, you know, really step into that entrepreneurial um, way of life. Um, and it really has been a lesson getting to that, which for me was a surprise because I just I remember I once thinking being an entrepreneur is just in, this innate ability, like you're just born with it, you know. You're just right. born to, you're just born with the skills of being an entrepreneur. <laughs> what? <clears throat> I wonder how many people really believe? I might, I mean, just imagine, right? And maybe someone listening to this might be in this position as well, right? Where you're you're sitting at work and you're fantasizing about having your own business. And how many people? I wonder how many people literally. Well, or even are uh, living their day to life and they go you know what I should start my own business but they never do and they never will do you know because they just believe that it will just happen yeah definitely not <laughs> but a lot of a lot of people think that <clears throat> or if you see successful people you're like oh must be nice yeah, they must be lucky. Oh, that's another one I hear. They must be lucky. They must be. Like, don't get me wrong, right? Like you said, there's people who are born into privilege. There's people who are born into money, and they probably use those resources to expand and to fulfill their dreams and goals, right? Mm-hmm. But that that person still needs to learn how to manage finances. That person still needs to learn how to market. That person still needs to learn how to. They still need to learn the skills of being an entrepreneur. They just have a different method of of learning those skills right Mm -hmm. it's not it's not it's not a case you're born with it and you're not you have to learn so for me for me my goals are you know and I'm already doing this as well is just developing my entrepreneurial skills and really become you know and evolving Mm -hmm. and growing so the reason you want to be an entrepreneur is because you can take your little mission to touch that one person exactly and and make a difference Exactly. Then can, but then you can scale it and actually mm-hmm. your one intention mm-hmm. becomes a huge ripple. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly that. And it's and it's the case of, you know, to have that impact, you know, I want to put my whole heart and soul into it. You know, I am putting my whole heart and soul into having this impact. So making, so learning how to make something big and impactful using the systems which we have in place in our society right now in order to be able to reach out to that many people, the entrepreneurial skills is what's going to help me get there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, entrepreneurship is like the ultimate personal development course. Yeah. It's like you go through all these limiting beliefs. You have to learn. Mm Mm-hmm systems you have to learn psychology you have to learn marketing sales web design like all this shit that is just so frustrating you know mm-hmm. it was crazy because when i first so i'm not an entrepreneur successfully mm-hmm. yet but i've been grinding it out for like eight years trying different things like trying to figure out what resonates most with like my myself and I've went down the path of like just trying to make money and it never lasts because as soon as it gets hard, there's no meaning behind it, you know? And then I've like, so I've brought things back to what's always been there. And it's like always the desire to, to learn and like read, read books and find that next nugget that I can implement 
into my life or like that might change might take the skin off my eyes and let me see the world differently you know mm-hmm. but it's wild because let's say seven eight years ago trying to learn how to build a website you have no idea what wordpress is like none of this shit you don't even know what word to google to try to figure out what problem you have because you don't know what problem you have <laughs> like, i want to throw my laptop out the window so many times trying to figure it out er- early on and now if i had to i probably could get like a one-page website up in like 20 minutes literally i i i had to learn that as well and <laughs> i feel your pain yeah um, i feel your pain and you know but that is the journey isn't it that's how you mm-hmm. that's how you learn i think you know that's how we you learn and we all go through it and we and then it's then and we can now teach other people as well how to how to do those things so that they they may, may not have to go through all of that but right so tell me about your mark. Tell me about your marketing. Have you ever heard of the Dream One Hundred? No, I haven't. Believe no, it or you not, haven't. let me enlighten no. you a little bit. Oh, go for it. <laughs> uh, so <clears throat> there's this guy named Russell Brunson. He has a book called Traffic Secrets, uh-huh. and <clears throat> he talks about where are your dream customers hanging out? The the people that you're trying to help. Yeah. Where are they already? You find one person that has a podcast about overcoming, you know, environmental yada, 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 whatever your perfect client is. So you get a description of that perfect client and then you find out where they're hanging out. And then mm-hmm. you partner, you partner with that person to serve them or to find a way to even, even if you don't know who they are, maybe they're just on a, a website like girlpower.com. And it has so many subscribers. Yeah. You can start working your way in with that website by hanging out in the comment section or even running ads to people that follow that particular website. Mm -hmm. And then you do that a hundred times. You find a hundred pools that you can swim in with these people and all your customers are already there. So you don't necessarily have to build your own tribe right away. You can see they're already out there somewhere trying to solve the exact problems that you can solve for them. Mm. That's true. At the moment, I'm just, I use Instagram mm-hmm. to, and you know, when I look and obviously we have the, the insights function as well. So the insights mm-hmm. function does tell me that my target audience is, you know, I got 25 to 35 uh, females. It, that is mm-hmm. makes up a majority of, of, the people who are following my content. Um, so I think that that's really insightful to know. Um, I've also recently joined uh, Clubhouse mm. um, because I've, you know, I noticed that there's so many, it's crazy because I literally went on there. I can't believe I didn't go on it sooner, to be honest with you, because there's so many people on there who are just willing to learn. And I think that is the main, that is the main thing is actually is, is kind of putting myself in in front of people who are willing to learn what it takes to to really kind of do the work for themselves so they can so they can really change transform their lives you mm-hmm. know so um, and clubhouse is is 
something I'm coming to realise is this great platform of different people or voices and people willing to learn off each other and having these open discussions and um and it's a great platform to attract um and and attract this tribe um but you know my I feel like my tribe has already started and you know Mm. that really started all on Instagram from uh and I've had uh, you know I've got women on on my account right now who who we've kind of followed and who I've worked with as well for this last year and we're still you know we and we and I feel connected to to each mm-hmm. and every one of them right I feel like even after we've worked together that connection hasn't died and they're and they're still you know they're still with me and they're still part of that mm-hmm. uh, group and I, I absolutely love that and I you know my intention is to uh, keep keep that energy uh mm-hmm. there you know that real kind of um you know just a great bond with yeah. everyone so yeah clubhouse another one so you're sexist i'm sexist yeah unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> you know what it's interesting because um you isn't know, it funny I'm, that you can you can have an ideal client right and nobody sees that as sexist but if you do anything else in the world they're like you're sexist I'm like no i just like hanging out with dudes sorry <laughs> like <laughs> You know, I would, I would love to work with everybody. Mm. Um, I absolutely, and and I believe I will work with everybody. I what believe about that people I'm that? Good. What about people that identify as a cat? I mean, you know, I, I could think help they need them. you. They need you. Like, cats <laughs> don't use me, laptops, yeah. so. <laughs> I maybe I could help, like help them, you know, change that up in their heads. So they don't see themselves as a cat. Maybe we can help them see themselves as a dragon or something a little bit more useful. I don't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh. yeah, like I think, um, yeah. <laughs> Tell me about your um, current relationship with working out and. Are you in a relationship right now? No, I'm not. I am single. You're re- oh, you're single and ready to transform lives. Yes, exactly. I'm <laughs> single and ready to transform lives. And, you know, so open to meeting my potential soul partner in, in you know, in, in the near future. But right now it's single, ready to change lives. I have all this time to dedicate to myself, my business, my family, my friends, my life. It is, yeah. You know what's odd? Like, because I'm pretty independent kind of guy, you know? Yeah. I've never given women enough credit to give you a little extra juice in the tank, you know? Like, <laughs> not not that way. <laughs> I mean, like, I can be going th- through something, like just pissed uh-huh. or, you know, frustrated or discouraged or whatever. Mm-hmm. But my wife she can just come in and give me some energy. Oh. She's like, I know you can do it. I'm like, what's like, you're going to make it happen. Just keep going. I'm like, you sure? She's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, here we go. <laughs> you know, it's like, I never realized that that, uh, and my wife has real feminine energy, you know, mm-hmm. I never knew that like just loving me no matter what. And like, just accepting me for who I am. Cause like, give me so much, add into my grit you know like mm-hmm. there's been so many times where she's seen me trying some new experiment and it just completely tanks i'm like fuck 
And the, she's, she's like, well, I know you're not going to quit. So, I mean, it's going to happen. I'm just like, bang, this little woman can get me going. You she know? sounds like a man woman. And like, is. aren't you? You're very lucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, that's for sure. <laughs> Spread the word. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, exactly. And I've tried to convince her to leave me, but <laughs> well, she cool. won't. That's, that's real love. That's amazing. Right. right. It's like, hmm. so when you get that partner, mm-hmm. it's going to be kind of, it's weird to find the perfect fit. It's like, who's going to not be jealous if you become super successful and maybe you're the breadwinner and he's not, you know, like, who knows what happened listen i don't know what's going to happen i don't know who i'm going to meet i don't know if they're going to earn more than me or less than me but hopefully if it is the case it's not a problem you know right yeah so explain your perfect partner oh my god explain my perfect partner now you're asking (laughs) (laughs) i don't i don't think there's such a thing as uh perfect so Right. <laughs> maybe, okay. I can, maybe I well, can go some, to that one. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. There's some categories though that you know for sure that you'll want in a partner. You know, definitely. And they might, you know, they're all of us are imperfect. That's just the way it is. Like, I thought I was gonna like end up as like some hardcore businesswoman. <laughs> you know, I'm like that's just like addicted to personal development. And, like, I'm like, and then I met my wife. I'm like, wow, this is the exact <laughs> energy that I need, but it's the exact opposite of what I thought. Yeah. And I think, and I think I see, I'm, you know, I know what I don't want based on what I've been, I guess, the relationships that I've had in the past, you know, I know that I want to be able to have, uh, be able to have that person communicate, be on on the same level as me. And in in a sense of, we just share each other's language, I suppose. Mm. Um, And I, and I want that because I, because I spent so long in a relationship where I felt like, the communication just was toxic you know so I think for mm-hmm. me it's really having non-toxic communication and it's really important for me to meet someone who has a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset and I think and that's really for as a case of you know because I'm in a growth mindset I think for me there's frustrations I can you know there's frustrations with uh, maybe building a, a, a life of growth with somebody who's wanting to be fixed so mm-hmm. um you know it's and it and I'm really just more open to meeting some meeting new energy meeting uh new personalities new characters and and just discovering what works for me because mm-hmm. I really I don't I don't know I don't know what a suitable partner is really like I just know I want them to be kind and I want them to be growing and I want them to be following their passion in life I think that's a mm-hmm. uh, so you want them to have a mission. All right, let me put, so is your is your partner male or female or either? Male. Male? Okay, okay. So l- let me put you in a different situations and see how you would describe him handling that situation. Okay. I, ideally, you know, in, in line okay. with your ideal. Okay. Okay. So you guys are sleeping. Yeah. You wake up. There's a crazy person at the front door. How does your man handle that? Goes to the door and says, who are you? Okay. (laughs) Tries to investigate, 
they'd probably go and try and investigate and if they feel like we're in immediate danger then either call the police either call the police or or i don't know i mean i i I'd assume like I mean... if i be at the front door and someone was to like maybe try and attack me then obviously i would try and like protect myself so i'd assume that they would do the same okay ideally ideally or, yeah so you don't you don't want someone to like just hope that the police come and then hide well no, well, no because no no because that's no makes no sense does it right you, no, you some... have to be your own hero until the police yeah, come you know you have to be logical you have to call the police you know, and hand, handle your business until the police get the there. Business. Well, yeah, right. you have to. What choice do you have? Well, you have right. a choice. You can either let that person attack you, or let bad things happen, or let those right. let that scenario play out, or you can choose to protect yourself and protect right. your family. I guess. Yeah, yeah. So if someone knocks at my door in the middle of the night, and my wife yeah. is in there, yeah, I'm going to the front door. Yeah. And I'm going to make sure that person is not a threat. Yeah. And if they are, I'm going to hope my wife can hear what's going on <laughs> and call the cops, but I'm not relying on the cops. Uh-huh. I'm, not wait, I'm not going to wait six to eight minutes for a cop to show up to handle my business. You know, yeah. I'm going to handle it and make sure nothing endangers my wife. You know? Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. So we're on the same page. All right. So let's say uh, your partner has mm-hmm. been rejected, rejected for a promotion. Okay. How does, how does he handle that? I think they would have the initial motion as to whatever that might feel like. And then they would talk to me about it. And then we would try and make him feel better and figure out what's next. What's next? Okay. So like persistence, uh, who would he, what would he look to as a reason for the promotion, not, not working or not getting the promotion? What would he say the reason is? Well, I'd like to, to just think that they would be honest with themselves, just whatever that reason is. So you, want, you would like him to look in the mirror and be honest. hundred percent. You know, okay. honest, you know, now we mentioned honesty. I, I, I do recall. I, I remember once I wrote a list down. I, I don't know if you know the book, the law of attraction, but oh, yeah. Mike right. He basically does a task in there where you write want versus don't want. And I remember probably like a year ago, I wrote down, I did the exercise and oh. I remember one of now I, I'm recalling it. Now I remember mm-hmm. one of the top things being um, honesty mm-hmm. because for me, I find that I'm not, I consider myself a non-judgmental person. I think someone could tell me the terrible, terrible things that, or they believe to be terrible things that they've done or said. And I don't feel anger resentment or I don't feel any that that kind the usual I guess there's no judgment or there's no kind of me going "Mm, you know Mm. um I have a completely different approach I guess so what if they lie to you what if they're not honest if they're not honest would you judge them then 
for being a punk bitch. I, I, would want to find out, <laughs> I would want to find out why. Like, why would why did that person lie? Like, you know, because they're a coward. Or, yeah, possibly that could yeah, be no, that for sure. Yeah. What else? It takes a lot of it takes a lot of a lot of balls to be honest. Like it does. Yeah, babe, I'm insecure right now. Yeah, babe, I'm afraid. Yeah. Babe, I feel like a failure. Mm-hmm. That takes a lot of courage. It does. Right? But so so if, they're hide, if they're hiding that stuff, <clears throat> maybe not them personally, but if I'm hiding that stuff, I feel like a punk bitch. Mm. You know? like Or like, if you feel like crying, go ahead and cry. Conf- you know, because you want to confront those emotions and experience them. You don't want to run. Oh, I might cry right now. Let me go hide out of the public eye. Mm-hmm. You know, like... I've cried on an Instagram live once. That was wild. Like, I didn't think that was going to happen. All of a sudden, I'm like, I'm like, oh. I'm like, here I am. That's didn't expect good. it. <laughs> I'm not going to run from my emotions. I'm not going to run from the truth. When I look in the mirror, I'm like, you fucked up, Mike. <laughs> you know, like the reason you didn't get promoted is because of this or this or this, or maybe you don't know why, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it has something to do with you. Literally. And and I think that's so important because I think if you're if if your partner's not gonna judge you, if your partner's not going to be like, okay, well, if you feel insecure, well, you know, stop being so pathetic. Like, yeah, I think if if you're not gonna get oh, that right. response, yeah, you know different. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, if, me, if, me, if they say, right, I'm feeling insecure and I'm not gonna and I'm gonna respond with a with a case of a you know maybe what that person needs at the time or why why do you feel that way or what's you know you know what can be done to to change this or whatever that may be so I think is but you have to be honest even with the bad things as well because otherwise it just lingers as as in a in a different behavior and you you know it's gonna it's going to you cannot hide from a lie right you cannot hide from it, and you know. And the more I, the more I, the more even I learn about the mind, and even more even I, I learn about, you know, you cannot hide. You know, you can't say I'm a gym person, right? Because I remember. <laughs> oh boy, I got you. Come on, let it out. I remember, I remember like I remember once. I think I was at university at this time, right? And uh, I used to have a gym membership and I used to be like, yeah, I, go, I think I went three times a week, four times a week, for like two weeks and then I didn't go. But I was still telling people I was going to the gym. <laughs> I was still saying, yeah, I'm still going gym, yeah, free. But really, I just had this empty membership. Um, but the thing is, it's like, how long are you going to hold that one up for? If you're not going to the right. gym, you know, your body's not going to change. I mean, you know, you're not going to, you're not, it, it's just no way <laughs> You know, now I really go to the gym. I'm really realizing, okay, this is what this is what you look like when you tell people you're going to gym. Like, but I remember when I was at uni, I just used, I don't know, because yeah. I used to, I, I, you know, I was just thinking, oh my god, I got that. You know, you you tell yourself really ridiculous things, but for me, it's like imagine then having a relationship where it's like, first of all, hiding that you're going not hiding that you're not going to the gym is ridiculous first of all right it's really not that big of a deal if you're not going you're not going fuck it like no one cares really right. Right. and second of all like you know you're only just doing yourself harm so in that relationship it's like right something's gonna show 
But you know what it tells you though? Behavior what it what it tells you is that you want to be a person that goes to the gym three times a week. I am a person that goes to gym three times a week. Right. So you eventually lived into that ideal, you know. Oh, yeah. See? Yeah. Oh. But it took a, little, took a little action. A little action though. Yeah, it did. And and it took it took a long time to happen you know when I first went to the gym I thought to myself I wasn't gonna like it I I actually ended up going not really out of like I went out of choice but it was more my friend went and I was just like she was invited me she's like oh do you want to come to the gym and I was just like thinking to myself what am I gonna do at the gym I don't even like the gym but I went anyway and like I'm a gym. I'm just like, I'm going gym after this conversation. Yeah. Like I, you know, and I've already done my three times quota, but I'm going again because I just want to, <laughs> because I yeah. I really enjoy the gym. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I know. And it's like, I'm like, who am I? Like, where, yeah. how did I even, and I know how I, and, but I worked to develop this mindset. This mindset didn't just happen on its own. You yeah. know, it Someone had to unleash be- the, unleash the tiger in you. Yeah, we created it. Yeah, let her off the chain. To it. Yeah. Yeah, but it was it was the transformation was like it wasn't just going. Everyone can start. It's the uh, you know it's the sticking at it. It's the consistency part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what I struggle with. I'm a great starter. I start a lot of shit. <laughs> I'm like, eh, that that's going in the wrong direction. I'm losing too much fat. Because <laughs> uh, I had like this. Uh, scrawny kid syndrome in my mind oh, really? oh, I was, but was yeah i was real scrawny like growing up always too small oh you're too small to play sports oh you're too little you know blah 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 blah. so then i got a little bit like my fat kind of fills me in a little bit so if i start to like all of a sudden i'm starting to get four abs i'm like oh man i'm feeling scrawny because when i was when i was real scrawny the only thing i had was abs <laughs> no other muscle you know like so i like there's this little image of oh you're gonna look scrawny yeah but like me being scrawny is still like 190 pounds but it's just like that's not a scrawny guy it's just like in my head i'm like i'm a scrawny little bitch <laughs> but i'm not <laughs> you're not no you're definitely not <laughs> <laughs> so it's like this this weird thing that i i battle with you know, I don't want to be fat, but I don't want to be skinny. <laughs> I want to be athletic and strong. That's what I want to be, really. Yeah. Do you know what's interesting is when when you said um, when you said, "Oh, I, you know, I feel scrawny." You went like this. Oh. So, hmm. like, so that, so it's like you hear it over here in your. Right. In it's your like head. I know it's not real. Yeah, you know it's not real. So it's like, so let's say for example, it was to. Uh, the NL, if we was to use like NLP for example, this is a great example here. We're just mm-hmm. using it. It's like that sound. You might want to like turn the volume down on it, or right. you know, go back to or like turn it down. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know, maybe shove it towards the back somewhere. Throw it away. Right? Yeah. yeah, and just throw it away because then you know it's like that. That 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 is your uh, representation of your mind, right? Of where that. Mm-hmm that experience no, no, no. that was sub, that was subconscious so yeah, like right. I, I i know it's just a little voice over here i know it's not reality yeah. but i'm just like Shut <laughs> up. Fuck you. yeah exactly Punch it away. like yeah. yeah but yeah 
so but that, I did, what you just did there as well I, I mean we just kind of you know is, is a really great example of how we communicate our internal language externally mm-hmm. let's play a game okay. so let's 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 finish the situation okay okay um you and your man are driving down the what do you guys call it there highway road road okay (laughs) you see a car flipped over in the ditch yeah what does he do stops the car and gets out and investigates and tries to help okay gotcha all right what does he do when he sees a little kid says hello or waves or puts a funny face or something okay so he's friendly okay what does he do at night with his free time whatever he wants to do okay whatever he whatever whatever gives him joy to do okay the sun's going down yeah. <clears throat> so he watches Netflix if he feels like it. He reads a book. Yeah. <laughs> feels like it. What does he do more often? Does he watch Netflix or does he read a book? Reads. Okay, gotcha. So there mm-hmm. is, so there is a, a bias leaning towards reading versus mindless bullshit. Yeah, but isn't afraid to like enjoy themselves if they really you know not it's not right. in a case of like you know not someone who's like really rigid in like, like a robot i i kind of get like that by accident because my my wife's like let's watch harry potter i'm like no i want to watch a two-hour documentary on economics <laughs> <laughs> and she's like harry potter is like so much better <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> But you have to, I think you have to make room for those, like, light, just this, just a small pleasure. It's just something to do that gives you something pleasurable, right? It's something yeah. pleasant and, you know, and I think, I think that's why it's so important to have balance in so many in, in things. Yeah. Does he go for a jog or does he lift weights when he goes to the gym? More often than not. Honestly, I, I have no preference, but I lift okay. weights. So, and it would be nice to, like, have, like, a, a male gym buddy you know you can kind of we can kind of cheer each other on but not mm-hmm. all the time though you know sometimes okay. i do just want to work out on my own like you know yeah. mm-hmm. not just have someone breathing down my neck right right you know <laughs> lift it lift it yeah you're always in my you're always in my space no. yeah okay i'm done with that game i'm done with that game i get it i get it yeah. all right let's play another game are you ready Okay. I want you to stand up. Okay. As long as you have, as long as you have pants or something covering you. And I, I want do. you to grab that cl- the, the closest post-it behind you and tell me what's on it. Well, in this side, yeah? Yes. Okay, I just picked one. Okay. It says uh, emails for release um, mini course. on. It's basically about emails, onboarding emails. Email sequence? Okay. Onboarding emails. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Oh, you got some business brewing. All right. Must be nice to set up all the systems. Yeah, it is. Um, well, it's, it's, it's a learning curve for sure. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, I'm learning the learning the different different ways of doing things. I mean, it, it doesn't really sound that exciting. 
<laughs> but what, uh, what, what software are you using for that? For email onboarding, yeah. um, I've, I'm just using Google. Works oh, like oh, like your your Gmail or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the moment, <laughs> okay. But, um, mm-hmm. but I that's it really. But I have a few options in terms of what email onboarding systems to use, like um, Active Campaign or um, Convert Kit. The yeah, yeah, Kajabi, Kajabi <clears throat> as well, and I also have uh, Squarespace, which does emails. But it's okay. just deciding at the moment as well. It's just deciding what kind of programs to go for um, when it kind of gets to that point, and then what's going to kind of allow everything to integrate and run mm-hmm. efficiently. Um, but at the moment, the Gmail works. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Well, it's already been an hour and a half. Time flew. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I have shit to do. So. Yeah, exactly. It's been a, it's been a great conversation. I feel like. Mm-hmm. I agree. So people can go to your uh, limitless.her on Instagram, right? Yeah. Limitless.her on Instagram and can oh. follow and follow the good stuff follow right. all the good or the or the flops yeah or the and the flops yeah because i'm doing lives now every thursday at eight, eight okay. o'clock PM right. time. So we are well i you're definitely just showing up and <laughs> and you have to realize that you're being recorded immediately yeah <laughs> that's fine <laughs> show up, uh, i'll show up i'll be there so okay all right well it was great talking to you we'll do it again Definitely. And don't forget that your hero is in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Tell the truth. <laughs>